Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm Abby Phillip, anchor and senior political correspondent for CNN, in for David Chalian. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, December 29th. As the year comes to a close, we're taking a look at President Joe Biden's report card for his second year in office, both the hits and the misses. Let's start with the positives. Where did President Biden succeed this year? Deadlock in Congress is nothing new, and Democratic swing votes in the Senate, like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, definitely didn't make things easier for the Biden administration. But in a surprise to a lot of people, Biden's domestic agenda did make it through Congress this year largely intact. And the biggest major achievement may be the Inflation Reduction Act. With this law, the American people won and special interests lost. If you need a refresher, it's a $750 billion bill that tackled everything from health care to climate change. Now, remember Build Back Better? Well, you can think of the Inflation Reduction Act as Biden's second big try at getting his top legislative priorities through. But this time, he had the support of Senator Joe Manchin, hence the name change. Joe, thanks for sticking with what you said you'd do. Appreciate it. But that wasn't the only win that Biden notched this summer. It came after a series of legislative wins, with bills aimed at boosting semiconductor production in the United States, for example, and even a bipartisan law on gun safety that was the most significant piece of federal legislation on guns in decades. And Democrats also ushered through the Respect for Marriage Act, which offered greater federal protection for same-sex and interracial marriages nationwide, another bipartisan achievement. It was also the capstone achievement for outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. What a great day, isn't it? But not only are we on the right side of history, we're on the right side of the future, expanding freedom in America. And on top of that, Congress also passed a $1.7 trillion bipartisan spending bill that included some key funding priorities like emergency aid for Ukraine and natural disaster relief. And it also included, importantly, an overhaul of the 1887 Electoral Count Act, which was aimed at making it harder to overturn a certified presidential election result. And that is a direct consequence of the January 6th insurrection and the efforts made by Republicans and by former President Trump to get former Vice President Mike Pence to overturn the election. Now, at the time, House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy criticized the spending bill, which Pelosi later responded to. This is a monstrosity that is one of the most shameful acts I've ever seen in this body. I can't help but wonder, had he forgotten January 6th? Indeed, this is the day of immense patriotism. So that's the home front. When it comes to international affairs, Biden was also able to claim a few victories there, too. When Russia invaded Ukraine earlier this year, it rocked the global economy and sent gas prices soaring. We're going to dive into the economy in just a minute. But when it comes to gas prices, which reached a 40-year highs this year, things took a turn in the second half of 2022. You may have missed it, but you probably didn't. But gas prices recently reached a low of $3.14, the lowest since last July. And on top of that, the U.S. led the West by supporting Ukraine and helped push Finland and Sweden's bids for NATO membership. President Biden also hosted Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in a dramatic end-of-the-year visit. 
Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. The Biden administration also successfully negotiated the release of former Marine Trevor Reed and WNBA superstar Brittany Kreiner from Russian custody. Both of those deals happened because of prisoner swaps. And on top of that, 10 other Americans were released from countries all around the world this year. However, another American, Paul Whelan, is still stuck in Russia. And here's perhaps Biden's biggest win of all. That red wave that everyone was expecting, well, it never materialized in the midterm elections. Our democracy has been tested in recent years, but uh, with their votes, uh, American people have spoken and proven once again that democracy is who we are. While the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, uh, it didn't happen. Biden ramped up his rhetoric ahead of the election, taking on pro-Trump Republicans. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. And while the GOP did win back the House, Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock defeated GOP challenger Herschel Walker in a runoff election, giving Democrats a 51-seat majority in the Senate. That's one more seat than they had before and just enough to make it so that they don't always have to utilize Vice President Kamala Harris to break a tie. Now, Democrats didn't even have a week to celebrate all of that. By the end of that week, Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema switched her party affiliation from Democrat to Independent. Removing myself from the partisan structure, not only is it true to who I am and how I operate, I also think it'll provide a place of belonging for many folks across the state and the country who also are tired of the partisanship. But President Biden also fell short in some key areas. In a landmark decision, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, getting rid of a constitutional right to an abortion in a case known as Dobbs v. Jackson. The move completely rocked the nation and led to protests nationwide. As a result, the final say on abortion rights were turned over to the states, and over a dozen states have now banned abortion or severely restricted the procedures since then. Biden's options to protect abortions are very limited after the Supreme Court's move, and Democrats have called on him to codify the procedure, but to do that, he would need the support of the House and 60 votes in the Senate to break a filibuster, which he didn't have in a 50-50 divided chamber. But despite all of that, Biden and his party were able to capitalize on Dobbs, using it as a major rallying cry to motivate voters during the midterms. He promised to make abortion rights a top priority if Democrats kept control of the House and elected more senators. Here's the promise I make to you and the American people. The first bill that I will send to the Congress will be to codify Roe v. Wade. And when Congress passes it, I'll sign it in January. 50 years after Roe was first decided the law of the land. The administration is also dealing with a growing number of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. In the fiscal year 2022, U.S. border authorities encountered more than 2 million migrants, some of whom have repeatedly tried to cross the border. That's a significant increase from 2021 when 1.7 million migrants were encountered at the border, according to data from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. 
Biden has repeatedly asked Congress to work on immigration reform, but there is no momentum for bipartisan reform. Instead, the administration has continued to utilize this controversial Trump-era pandemic restriction known as Title 42. The Biden administration says that Title 42, which allows border agents to turn away most people seeking asylum at the border, should end. But this week, the Supreme Court said it will remain in place at least until next year when they can hear the case. There were also some other notable losses for Biden during the year. Throughout Biden's first year in office, he devoted several speeches to the importance of voting rights. While this broad assault against voting rights is not unprecedented, It's taking on a new and literally pernicious forms. This was a huge issue for Biden ahead of the midterm elections as Democrats pushed to counter restrictive voting laws that were passed in Republican-controlled states. But Senate Democrats ultimately failed to pass voting rights legislation that would have combined previous provisions from two key bills, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. In order to pass these voting reforms, Democrats would also have needed to change the filibuster rules, which they simply did not have the support, even in their own party, to do. Now, a major milestone of Biden's first year in office was the American Rescue Plan, a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief law. But this year, Biden did fail to secure even more government funding for the ongoing pandemic. The White House didn't get the $10 billion it asked for from Congress, but it did say that it has a plan in place to use existing funding to tackle a potential COVID-19 winter surge. And on that note, Congress also recently passed a national defense bill for 2023 that got rid of COVID vaccine mandates for people in the military, a big win that had been pushed by Republicans. Now, Democrats aren't happy about this, but they realized it was probably the only way to get that bill across the finish line. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention how complex the economy has been, to put it mildly. The White House, Congress, and especially the Federal Reserve were all concerned about one big thing this year, and that is high inflation. Let's start with the biggest, baddest, worst story, runaway inflation. Things felt very abnormal when it came to what we could buy, what we could afford, where we could go. I'm going to have to start selling off other things that I own so I can buy milk. Prices for food, clothing, housing. In poll after poll, inflation and the economy were the top concerns for Americans, which is why you heard President Biden saying things like this for months. I want every American to know that I'm taking inflation uh, very seriously and it's my top domestic priority. He has maintained that his economic policies, like the ones we've mentioned already, are the prescription to ease the prices and the pain people have been feeling day to day at the gas pump, at the grocery store, and at the pharmacy. Prices are still too high. We have a lot more work to do, but things are getting better, headed in the right direction. But what is clear is that my economic plan is working and we're just getting started. But even while there's been a lot of economic pain in terms of prices, the strong labor market is also something that Biden has sought to highlight. As the Federal Reserve has kept up with these interest rate hikes throughout the year in an effort to tackle inflation, the data shows that it does seem to be working, at least a little bit. And we learned recently that the economy grew at the same time in the third quarter of this year much faster than previously thought. So the fundamentals of the economy seem to be strong despite the efforts being made by the Fed to cool prices. 
But between this year's high inflation and a robust jobs market and the uncertainty about a possible recession next year, that combination of things has a lot of economists, businesses, and really anyone with a bank account or a 401k wondering where exactly is this economy going? Republicans ran on the economy in the midterms, and even though they didn't get as many seats in the House as they thought they would, the GOP is going to take control of the House, even though it's a narrow majority. By next Tuesday, there will be a Republican Speaker of the House, and with the new year will come some new problems for President Biden with divided government. House Republicans have already vowed to investigate President Biden and his family's business dealings, as well as his administration. But those intentions didn't stop the White House from preparing for its new reality. The White House is seeking to work with moderate Republicans and some incoming freshman Republicans in the Republican-led House in order to get to some bipartisan wins and perhaps even block some Republican agenda items. But it doesn't mean that the White House does not expect that there will be some gridlock legislatively in the next year, especially when it comes to the issue of government funding. After the midterms, President Biden said that he'll do what he's always done throughout his career. I'm prepared to work with my Republican colleagues. The American people have made clear, I think, that they expect Republicans to be prepared to work with me as well. And if House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy gets his way, Biden will also have to work more closely with him. But it is still unclear if McCarthy can get all of the support that he needs in order to become Speaker of the House next week. We are the only, the only individual standing in the way of stopping more democratic bad policy. Come 2023, though, what will become clear is what the 2024 presidential race is going to look like. Will we see a 2020 rematch between Trump and Biden? My fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. When I announce, if I know, my intention is that I run again. This is ultimately a family decision. I think everybody wants me to run. My guess is it'll be early next year we make that judgment. Now, remember, when Biden campaigned in 2020, he made a promise to restore normalcy and decency to American politics. And it's no secret that Biden has struggled to fulfill that promise at times, even once admitting that he didn't anticipate that the fever of the Trump era would endure this long into his presidency. But nevertheless, last week, Biden used his Christmas address to put this message front and center. Our politics has gotten so angry so mean, so partisan. And too often we see each other as enemies, not as neighbors, as Democrats or Republicans, not as fellow Americans. I sincerely hope this holiday season will drain the poison that has infected our politics and set us against one another. Throughout the speech, Biden emphasized a return to national unity. He encouraged Americans to be more empathetic to one another. And it comes as Biden plans to discuss the idea of a 2024 run with his family over the holidays, though some sources say it may already be a done deal. Either way, we'll learn more about all of that in the new year. 
And that's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Abby Swanson is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe, Taylor Galgano, and Anna Sterla. We'll be back on Tuesday, and Happy New Year to you and your family. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.